Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 165. In this episode, we're going to be covering round three and the final matches of group play in the 2022 World Cup. We're going to see where where each team landed in the standings, who's in, who's out, uh, broken hearts, dreams made, uh, the whole nine yards. It will. This will be a solo episode by myself. Evan is currently working, and I'm sure um, we're not going to be able to do anything in time before the knockout play starts tomorrow, with the first match being the United States against the Netherlands. So uh, it's just going to be me. Zach is not didn't want to join me tonight, so... Um, it'll probably be like a 30 to 40 minute episode, a little shorter than a normal one would be, but short, concise, and to the point. And we're going to go over all the drama. Uh, there was a lot of great matches over the, the course of the last few days between the last episode uh, and as I'm speaking now. So I guess let's just dive head first into it. Let's go to Group A, where we saw Senegal get a, a dramatic win over Ecuador there, 2-1. Winner gets into the knockout stage as the as the two seed in group a we saw ismail asar get a penalty goal in the 44th minute moises caicedo a goal in the 67th to equalize if the match ended in a draw ecuador would have went through and then instant response from the captain kaladu Koulibaly, plays for my club chelsea gets the winner his first ever international goal after i believe 67 caps he gets the winner for his country and sends them to the knockout stage for, I believe, the first time in 20 years. Uh, the last time was in 2002 when their current head coach was the captain on that team, and they got all the way to the quarterfinals. So it seems like it's written in the stars. They they're going to be matched up against England there, and I guess we'll touch on that as I digest as I progress into this episode for you guys. So an intense match. Ball heavily controlled by Ecuador. Young team missing one of their main midfielders in Mendez, who from a card accumulation couldn't play. So they had to change things up. And Valencia couldn't score. One of the youngest teams in the tournament, but showing promising signs going forward in international competitions and looking like a dangerous team come 2026 in North America. Uh, The other match we saw the Netherlands 2-0 win over Qatar. Nice and easy for them. Um, didn't really have to do too much of a work. Didn't have to put too much of a shift, I should say, into it. Cody Gakpo, his third goal in the tournament, his third straight game. I believe it's the first Dutch player in World Cup history to score in every group match in a World Cup. So congrats to him, starting his young career well, his first World Cup, increasing his stock come January. I know there's going to be a lot of people trying to sign him now, uh, especially after his performances in this tournament and they could progress even further on as they go so great from them Frankie Dion got the other one a nice rebound goal off a Memphis Depay shot so this Qatari team exits the tournament with zero points um, one goal seven against a poor showing I think it's the first first host nation ever to crash out of the tournament without even registering a point um first team not to win their opening match in the tournament just all big else for Qatar hosting this this World Cup and uh sad to see I think fans were leaving start of the second half there was just no interest because they were just getting dominated through and through so I know we will see them again in this upcoming summer's gold cup here in the in the North America and the CONCACAF 
So we might see a different side of Qatar come uh, this summer when they play the United States, I'm sure, in a in a knockout stage further in the tournament. But until then, they have to go back to the chalk chalkboard and kind of rework things after an embarrassing show in here. So in this group, we saw Netherlands finish first on seven points, Senegal six points, uh, Ecuador on four, and then we saw Qatar on zero. Um, when it came to our predictions here, Zach got this. He got this group perfectly right. Uh, he, him and Evan both had Senegal going through here. Zach, uh, I'm just double checking here on the Instagram to double check for you guys. Yeah, Evan had him reverse here. He had Senegal first, Netherlands second. Zach had everything right on here. Uh, and then I had Netherlands first, but I thought Ecuador could squeak in there, and I believe they kind of should have over Senegal at times, but it is what it is. So he got all those right there. Um, interesting there. Now we see the Netherlands play the United States in the round of 16, and then we see Senegal against England there. Moving on to Group B, kind of spoiled it there for you guys, but England topped the group seven points, United States on five. They just get in after beating Iran. Iran on three, and then Wales and dead last on one point. In the deciding matches, we saw England get a nice clean 3-0 win over Wales. Uh, dominated from from start to finish. Just Wales looked absolutely abysmal. Rashford with a brace. Puts them on three goals for the tournament now. Joint top. Uh, and Phil Foden bagged one as well. It was just uh, cruise control from there. From those guys that got minutes for uh, players that... Haven't been seeing too much field time. Callum Phillips, we saw Trank make an appearance. More minutes towards Grealish and Callum Wilson as well. So uh, a lot of the squad is seeing the field here for England, and it's looking nice. Uh, for Wales, it's sad. Their first World Cup, like they said, and like we saw in uh, 64 years, I believe. So not their best showing. Only registering one goal in the tournament. Just like Qatar, I believe, one goal, uh, six against here. But they're going to have to hope and pray that uh, they qualify for the next one. Thankfully for them, it's up to 48 teams, so I'm sure they'll be able to squeak in there, um, maybe through a playoff game. But them and Iran have to go away. Uh, and the U.S. did the other match. A very heated game, a 1-0 win for the U.S. with Christian Pulisic bagging the goal in the 38th. Uh, pelvic contusion, they, they diagnosed him for uh, crashing into the goalkeeper. Hopefully he'll be back. And I'm sure he will be wanting to play, and we're going to see whatever he can give. All the, this whole team is is hungry to show the world that they can move on, and they're going to take it one game at a time. And I think they're they're a scary team to go up against. Uh, a lot of teams we've been seeing in this tournament have made upsets on the quote unquote uh, powerhouses, if you will, and a lot of those teams have been toppling out. And as we move on into this review of the of into the groups, more and more big teams are crashing out of this tournament with. Not a lot of passion, a lot of older guys, and there's just not a lot of enthusiasm around those squads. But this team believes in themselves. Uh, they have the country fully backing them. We saw a lineup change here in Cameron Carter-Vickers starting over Walker Zimmerman. Uh, crazy there. He only had a handful of minutes even in the qualifiers building up to this tournament. We saw Josh Sarger get back in the lineup over Haji Wright. Also picked up a hyperextension is Lee, I believe, or it might have been a ankle injury, but a weird fall on his leg, his right leg, and hopefully he'll be able to come back to and make an impact. He did have a better showing here than he did in the Wales match in, in uh, match day one. A lot more link-up play and build-off from him instead of him having to create on his own. 
uh, dropping into deeper roles there at times. And could have been two with Tim Weah being offsides by just a shoulder. Uh, the Seabron team fought hard, did what they could, dealing with a lot of issues at home through with their own government. Uh, sad to see on a, on a real picture outside of the game, but it is what it is. You come here, you have to show your best, and on the day we were just that much better, uh, only by 1-0. Greg kind of packed it in there towards the end, and it was really scary the last, well, really the second half in total, but is what it is undefeated in group play only one goal against on a penalty none from open play and now we we match up against a dutch side that out of all the big teams that are left i think this is our best possible matchup we could have gotten yeah, we could push on to a quarterfinal that would be in my mind an overachievement um evan and i predicted this matchup perfectly both thought the dutch would be playing the united states uh evan here had had um, the U.S. finishing first, though, and Wales in second. He didn't think England could get through, and then he had Iran last. Zach had the U.S. and England going through both, but the U.S. first, England second, Wales third, Iran fourth. Uh, and then I had the top two right, England and U.S., but I had Wales and Iran in reverse order. So that was the only perfect matchup that we, out of all three of us, got out of the eight possible matchups, but... Uh, it's one that we're really hoping will go in our way. And Zach and Evan both predicted the U.S. to beat the Dutch. Some, well, not the Dutch, but they both had the, the U.S. going to the quarters here in their predictions. I, I have them losing here to the Dutch, but you never know on any given day. Um, yeah, and with that, that closes group A and B. We move on to C and D. We saw a couple upsets here. We saw Tunisia, both in group D, I should say. Tunisia beating France 1-0. This France team winning their first two games didn't have a need to really show out and perform here. Put out a heavily rotated team. A lot of guys that have not seen any minutes, if at all, very few. Rotated at least, I believe, seven starters here. And it showed in the score. Wabi Kazri getting the only goal in the 58th minute. Getting Tunisia the win, um, but unfortunately not qualifying for the next round because Australia won their matchup 1-0 over Denmark putting them through uh, on 6 points after beating Denmark after beating Tunisia and Denmark Australia's first knockout stage in a long time I believe a team that nobody thought had any chance they had to make it into this tournament through a qualifier um, I believe um, beating somebody in penalties um, but still Actually, now I think about that, I might be wrong, but still, one of the lowest teams ranked in this tournament from FIFA's rankings, and kind of shocking the world there, um, putting them in a almost diabolical matchup there against Argentina in the next round, uh, and then France mats up against Poland. So, uh, I think the biggest shock was Denmark in this tournament, only one goal for three against. A lot of people were riding high on this Denmark team, thinking they could make a deep run in this tournament. All three of us um, had them making it through. Zach and I both thinking Denmark were going to finish top of the group. Not not to be. Um, that's the crazy thing. There's always a downslope in times for these tournaments, and this was just their turn. Uh, unfortunate for them, but France finished top. Evan had that right. He had Denmark, though, finishing second and Zach and I both had France in here, but finishing second. So only one right for there. We all thought Australia were going to 
um, coming last besides Evan. He thought they'd finish third. So crazy there. But in Group C, we saw a bounce back there for Argentina. They win their last game 2-0 over Poland uh, to finish top of the group there. And then the other match, we saw Mexico get a 2-1 win, but it wasn't meant to be. They didn't make it just on goal differential by one goal they didn't if they need they needed one more goal to make it into that second place spot and unfortunately for them they couldn't they couldn't happen for them and it's tough to go out like that for a period there there was a they they were tied on goal difference but they would have wouldn't still wouldn't have made it to the knockout round due to the fair play rule which comes down to whichever team has accumulated more cards during the tournament would not qualify and Mexico finished with seven cards while Poland only had five. That would have been a, a cruel way to go out. I believe Senegal in the 2018 tournament, that was how they didn't make it through to the knockout round was on fair play. So Mexico crashed out of the group stage for the first time in eight World Cups. They've made the last seven in a row and yeah, a sad way to go. Falling apart there for them wasn't meant to be. Poland in a shock outcome make it through after this entire game they got absolutely pumped by argentina it wasn't even a contest in the end and um it was just really sad to watch at times Lewandowski had to drop so far deep to even touch the ball at any point in the game McAllister and julian alvarez with the goals this this poland team is going to get absolutely pumped by france in the round of 16 coming up on uh they're going to be playing on sunday there so it's going to be a long, long game for them. France is going to come with their A game. They rested all their top players, and it's going to be a rough showing for them. And then Argentina, like I said, match up against Australia. If they win that game, they could potentially be playing the United States if they beat Netherlands tomorrow. So a lot to play for on both sides of there. But Argentina finished top just like everybody thought. Uh, that's where all of us had them finishing top, but all of us had Mexico going through next. And obviously, as I said, they didn't make it, so tough for them then we move on to group e and f we had quite potentially the biggest shock um for the team finishing top here in the quote-unquote group of death we had japan finishing top there on six points after getting big wins against germany and spain in crazy there uh, i think if anybody told us or any of you listening that japan was going to go through top with two wins and a loss, both of those wins to Germany and Spain and losing to Costa Rica, you would have thought uh, that person was an absolute psychopath. But that is what happened. Japan fully deserved it. We talked about that in the predictions. We thought this Japan team was a dangerous team that could potentially shake things up. And that's what they did. Spain squeak in there in second, getting through uh, on goal difference over Germany, who also finished on four points. And then Costa Rica had had an okay showing there. Got a big win over Japan, 1-0. But in their last game, lost 4-2 to Germany. Just trying to play spoilers there. Um, Germany, again, crash out of a World Cup in the group stage. I believe the second term in a row there, they, they didn't make it through. It's crazy to think how, how far this German nation of, uh, has fallen from 2014 when they won it over Argentina, um, just the talent, the talents there, but it doesn't seem like there's any chemistry. The, the talent pool up top is very low. It's, it's tough to 
get these guys together and gelling in any sort of fashion in such a short period of time uh, before the World Cup, especially with the the particular stipulations of this one the, in Qatar in the winter. So uh, Germany crash out, Spain and Japan move on, and they're going to be playing the other two teams that made through in Group F here, which Morocco finished top of the group, and Croatia second, Belgium crash out in third, and then Canada three straight losses the only other team besides Qatar that lost every one of their games um, they did score a second goal here so two goals for them their first two goals in a World Cup in history um, if any positives you can take out of that um, me personally I wouldn't but still they that Belgium game was probably their best game they had uh, a win there could have given them any type of chance and motivation into this last game but Morocco overpowered them um, with a 2-1 score line. And then in the other games, you saw Croatia uh, and Belgium tie nil-nil, and that was just enough for Croatia to get through with one point over Belgium there. So the Belgian dynasty is out. They're done. Number two ranked by FIFA. They're out. It's terrible. The, every single game, they didn't look like they had any sort of energy or motivation. Even their 1-0 win, Bel- uh, win over Canada wasn't really deserved i think in most people's minds they thought maybe it should have been a draw or canada should have gotten something out of the game more something more out of the game but really sad to see some some talented guys talented guys on that team to leave early in courtois de Bruyne, tillemans um lukaku had his chances in this game to get that goal to get them through and he had a whole the whole second half and couldn't produce so whether that was due to fitness and and form altogether, I mean, it just looked awful for Belgium in total. So in these matchups here, we're going to be seeing Japan play Croatia. And then in the other match, we're going to see Morocco play Spain. So we got some interesting matchups, matchups that I believe nobody really predicted there. Um, I did have Spain finishing second, so I got that one spot on, but had Germany finishing first. Zach and Evan both had Spain and Germany finishing first and second, respectively. All of us had Japan and Croatia not making it, but Japan shaking things up, like I said. We move on to the last two groups there. We had Brazil beating, or sorry, I should be saying Cameroon beat Brazil today 1-0 on a 92nd minute winner from Abubakar. After he scored, he took his shirt off and got a second yellow and uh, got a red, obviously. So, And I saw that is the First player since Zidane in, 2000, in the 2006 World Cup final to score and get a red card in the same game. So that's a crazy stat line there. He, he understood what happened. He took it with good grace, um, obviously, because they were completely out of the race to get through to the next round because of Switzerland beating Serbia 3-2 in an absolute barn burner. Um, a heated game, cards flying throughout the match. Uh, a total of, of 11 yellow cards in this game. Absolutely insane. Um, we saw, what is that? We saw seven given to Serbia and four to Switzerland. Absolutely heated. Well, bath goals coming from Mitrovic, Vilhovic from Serbia, and then goals from Shakiri, Mbolo, and Freuler from Switzerland. Uh, absolutely heated. Bloodbath, like I said already. Great to see for Switzerland, a team that all of us didn't think were going to make it through. Um, they finished second, and they're going to get a matchup uh, against Portugal there. And then Brazil, obviously, finishing top. They get a matchup against South Korea, who finished second there. Portugal, in their last game, lost 2-1 to South Korea. 
that win gave South Korea the points they needed to get through to the knockout round, um, making it through just on fair play, I believe, over Uruguay. Absolute sad way to go out, but Uruguay still won their matchup 2-0 over Ghana. We saw a brace come from uh, Vecino, I think it is, or Giorgini. Yeah, I'm not pronouncing that. Um, he's the number 10, the Arasan. Yeah, I'm not even going to. Jesus. Yeah, so he had a brace. Suarez, after the match, crying. Uh, a herd of Uruguay players chasing after the ref, after but all the refs for, I guess, the time remaining or certain things in the match. They were pissed. They, the cards were given out a lot. Cavani got one. I saw just the emotions were flying so high, and everybody was wearing their emotions on their sleeves that game, and all Uruguay needed was one more goal. Um and they would have gotten go through on goal differential, but it wasn't meant to be gone and get the revenge from 2010, I believe, or 2014, where uh, Suarez stopped a goal for Ghana. On the goal line, he got sent off, and the ensuing penalty got saved, so they didn't get through to the knockout stage because of that. So Ghana, in a way, gets their revenge, even though they finished bottom. Uh, Zach had Portugal finishing first. He got that correct, and... Uh, I had Portugal going through as well, but in second, uh, we all had Uruguay going through, and then Evan had Korea going through as well. He got that right, uh, but he had them finishing top, so that's a sharp look from Evan there, picking them to go through. Um, and yeah, like I said, we have South Korea against Brazil, which is going to be a spicy one there with Sun. Uh, Huang Hee Chan getting the winner, uh, plays club at Wolves, I was telling Zach. Rubbing it in after all of his Wolves slander, that a Wolves player stepped up in a big moment. Assist coming from Sun. And then we see Portugal playing Switzerland, which I think could go either way, really. Um, no goal from Ronaldo as well in their game. Two goals. Um, what was that? Or that uh, Huerta scored in the fifth minute, sorry. In their 1-2 loss to South Korea there in the fifth. So Ronaldo still only one goal in the tournament. So... A crazy way to end the round of 16, or sorry, the, the group stage. In total, from our picks, uh, the number of teams that we got right, Evan had nine get through the knockout rounds correct. I had eight, and, and Zach had 10 out of 16. And then correct matchups, like I said, Evan and I both had one, being the U.S., Netherlands, uh, and then Zach had none, so probably down the middle there Zach with 10 is pretty strong I think the best one that that any of us picked through was Korea there for Evan um and yeah I guess just I guess quickly looking through each of these matches I would say probably the tightest one that there's going to be is I would say the either the Dutch and United States or the Portugal Switzerland game just looking on paper for me every other game I think is going to be pretty heavily one-sided that the public thinks. Uh, maybe Japan, Croatia too. I don't know where people are going to land on that one. But, yeah. Crazy to think that the U.S. is still in it. Um, I'm happy they made it this far. Uh, like I said already, anything after this is gravy. Um, definitely, I would say they're on the, the tougher end of the bracket with Argentina and Brazil. Um it's going to be really tough to go any distance there, but experience is experience. We're really going to test Greg and the boys here uh, on their game management and what can happen with subs. Hopefully Giorena and, and Aronson are given more time as as we go, but 
like I said, anything can happen on any given day. Uh, I'm not going to hold you guys up too long. I don't want to get up into each of these matchups. They're all going to speak their, for themselves on the day. We have Netherlands and the United States, and and then we have Argentina, Australia, both tomorrow, Saturday. So, yeah, uh, I'm just rambling on here. It's kind of top of the head. Um, and, yeah, I'm happy with the World Cup so far. Um, besides that, I guess, yeah, follow us on our socials, at Post20Pod, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and then Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Apple, Pod, Apple Music. Um, yeah, kind of losing it right at the end here for you guys. But, yeah, make sure you guys listen to the NFL show that just came out yesterday from Evan and Jeremy listening to their recap and their preview for the upcoming games and past games. Uh, we're going to probably post another episode, I would say, for the World Cup edition. Maybe the 6th, I believe. So what would that be? That would be Tuesday. So Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to have another episode come out talking about each of the not first knockout games and then talking about how the quarters are looking. So until then, thanks guys for listening. Um, and yeah, take care.